you have to be able to be selfish in order mm -hmm. to be selfless, right? Like you have to be able to prioritize yourself to actually show up as a better husband, as a better father, mm -hmm. even though it's counterintuitive, right? Like to say like, oh, but I need, I need to, you need to take time away from yourself and your family, right? Yeah. You actually need to take time away from your family so that you can actually show up better. Welcome to the Zero Quit Podcast, where we bring you inside the minds of elite athletes, business owners, and other guests. I'm your host, Brock Covington, and through these conversations, you'll hear practical advice and effective strategies for building a more resilient mind. If you enjoy listening, be sure to subscribe to the show and share it with a friend. All right, guys, welcome to today's show. Today we have on Kevin Torres, or I feel like as I know you better, Dad Bod Wad. You have one of those like usernames that is so synonymous with who you are that I feel like if I ever bring you up, even if I'm like telling my wife about you, I'm like, oh, dad, bad, dad, bad, wad. She's like, oh, okay. You know, I just, it's one of those names. It's just, I associate you with the, the username more than your own name. Yeah, totally, man. Um, that makes total sense. Uh, yeah. You know, like, I feel like that's the case too. You know, like I am dad, bad, wad. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it, I don't know. It's always funny. It's like one thing I've always been glad that I've done is just kept it super simple with the name like Brock Covington. And I mm -hmm. had one guy that was like, I don't know, a, a somewhat actor that was trying to like buy back the name that had the same name. But I was just oh, glad really? I never sold it. I don't know. <laughs> wow. But anyway, I want to dive into you because you are a owner and coach of Forging Elite Fathers, which is basically um, your whole online coaching system with programming. You do diet as well, right? Yeah, we do nutrition. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I wanted to ask kind of how you got started with that and really, I think, a good uh, leap, leap point is that photo you posted a couple times is of you holding I think your first child right in the hospital yeah so what what is that picture kind of mean to you and, and and how did that kind of shape your 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 transformation and journey overall yeah so I think you know that picture you you know was definitely like a turning point for me and you know for anybody who has kids um you might be familiar with like the skin to skin contact thing that people want to like try to get in like the first couple of days right or like at birth it's this idea of like bonding with your kid in a way that's like really authentic and not sort of just like you know bringing your kid you know in a sterile you know towel and wrapping them up and putting them someplace else but you know like having like you know skin to skin contact as you can hear my, my other babies here um <laughs> but um and so at at prior to my wife giving birth, you know, she's like, oh, you should do skin to skin at the hospital and all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, it sounds really good. It sounds like a really good mm -hmm. idea. And in my mind, I was like, oh man, I'm gonna have to take my shirt off in front of people, whatever. And I didn't think too much of it. Yeah. And then in the actual moment, and look, this isn't to say like my wife, you know, just gave birth and is sprawled out on the bed and probably in a super way more vulnerable state than I am. So this yeah. isn't taking away from that. But like, so anyway, she's like, oh, you know, you should take off your shirt and hold a baby. And I'm like, okay but I did you know it was just like so uncomfortable for me because I just wasn't satisfied with the way I looked mm -hmm. I was out of shape you know and you know there was that picture taken of me doing that and and while it's supposed to be like this really magical moment where I'm like bonding with my daughter my first daughter mm -hmm. ever right I couldn't get over like how uncomfortable I felt with the fact that my shirt was off in front of like the doula the nurses the doctors yeah. you know like the insecurity kind of overrode the emotional yeah. experience you should have yeah exactly and it was just like man this is not a pleasant moment all i wanted to do was give the baby back and put my shirt back on you know mm -hmm. and and you know it just sucks because like that is like such a you know like a pivotal sort of like memory and experience that should have been like really cherished and 
and you know mm-hmm. I should have been really present for and it, and I wasn't because I was like more self-conscious about like my weight and stuff and so you know that's just like an extreme example though of like how when you're unsatisfied with the way you look or your shape or your weight or, mm-hmm. or anything like how that could really impact like your day-to-day everyday activities right whether it's like how clothes fit or how you show up at work or how you show up you know as in a relationship or anything and so like um you know i i I truly get how it feels to be like out of shape and insecure and uncomfortable with that i think a lot of people yeah i think a lot of people want to just dissociate and like erase that uh societal standard of caring how you look and i think that although it has good intentions as far as you know not hurting feelings and things like that i think it's just a wrong outlook on the the perspective that I think leads to a more productive outcome in the long run. Cause like you said, you can kind of be in denial about how you feel and kind of ignore that insecurity about how you look, but how you look is oftentimes a direct determinant on how you feel, how clothes are fitting the confidence, um, your energy with your children, your energy on day-to-day job, how you sleep, eat everything, basically your hormones. And I think sometimes people, especially later in life, after they get married, after they have certain jobs, they almost don't have that societal pressure as much as they did in school or as they did when they were trying to find a partner. And they just kind of let themselves go. And you know, it's something that we can touch on later about some of the clients you work with as far as people using the excuse of time or family as a reason they can't attain the life or the body or you know whatever that they want. Uh, and I guess sometimes they need that that something to flip the switch basically like you did, whether it is a moment looking in the mirror or a child giving birth or a loss of a job to really make that, that big tough decision that, Hey, this isn't going to happen anymore. I'm going to make this change. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's like, you need that leverage, right? Because like, you know, you wanting to change in and of itself isn't enough, right? Because there's like the pain of change and like the comfort of staying the same. Right. And it's like, what's more painful in the short term like is going for a run painful Mm -hmm. yes is sitting on the couch painful no so i'm going to sit on the couch is like eating a cookie painful no is eating a salad painful yes i'm going to eat the cookie right and so like in the moment like that pain and pleasure but what people don't think about is like the delayed pain right Mm -hmm. like of not running like yes it's comfortable now but then i'm going to experience like so much more hardship in my 50s 60s and 70s not Mm -hmm. eating the salad now I'll experience more hardship and you know later in life. Same so, thing financially, think, you know. Yeah. I think a big thing, and I'm sure you have the same discussion with your clients as my wife has with personal training clients as I've had in the past is okay, personal training is expensive, coaching's expensive, a gym membership can be expensive for people, but you know what's more expensive is, you know, diabetic medication or uh health you know, healthcare later in life because you have heart disease or chronic health issues because of being overweight or lack of mobility, having a cane or a wheelchair in your fifties and sixties because of the decisions and the kind of comforts you gave yourself earlier in life. And like you said, I think sometimes people don't want to accept this, but there needs to be an aggressive situation or pain that forces and confronts you to make that decision. Because like you said, everyone wants to change. Everyone wants to have a good habit. Everyone wants to exercise. The idea of it sounds good. It's just the actual doing it that is obviously the hard part, the part that matters the most, right? Yeah. It's like anything. It's like the leverage. Like what is it going to be that actually makes you want to create that change? And that's going to be different for everybody, right? Like a near-death experience, a heart attack, or just like something inspirational, whatever. But like, you know, like think about like a smoker, 
who smokes cigarettes, like everybody knows smoking is bad for you. Everybody knows. It says yeah. it on the box. It will kill you, right? Yeah. Yet people like smoke and it's like comforting. It's delicious. It's like, ah, oh, this is so good. And like if, if you were smoking in that moment and got a, a phone call and like you're enjoying that cigarette and it feels really good, you know you should stop, but you don't want to. And then the phone calls like your doctor and it's like, hey, your scans came back and it's like full-blown lung cancer. And, you know, it spread to other organs. Like immediately that cigarette would become like disgusting to you, right? You'd yeah. be like, oh my God, you would throw it out. What am you'd I rip doing? up the yeah. pack and you'd be like, what am I? And, and that would be like enough leverage to make you quit right then and there, right? And I, I hope that it doesn't come to the point where people are like having to be diagnosed with like full blown, you know, cancer to yeah, get that like yeah. scare. But like you can have that like sort of like you can give yourself that leverage without having to actually experience that level of, of pain yeah. by just thinking like, what's at stake for me if I don't change, you know? Yeah. So what I like that you've done too is you've made it, you've shown by example how attainable and doable it is. So a lot of your workouts, and I'll plug you kind of early, obviously dad bod wad on Instagram. Is there an underscore or anything? Yeah, it's dad bod underscore wad, W-O-D. Okay, there you go. So, but on your profile, ever since I've known you, so like three years, I think at this point, it's daily, if not even more than daily, workouts posted every morning. They're right outside, I believe it's your apartment, right? Yeah. Yeah, and you're just crushing it in the parking lot. It's like 4 or 5 a.m., maybe even earlier, I don't know, but it's dark outside, and you just got some dumbbells. Sometimes it's body weight. Sometimes it's a vest sandbag, and you're just getting after it. It's 15-minute workouts. It's 20-minute workouts, and you're showing people, hey, I don't, I'm not doing this in a gym. I'm doing this with fairly cheap, accessible equipment, especially body weight. You don't need any equipment, and I'm getting it done, and I'm showing how, I, how you can do it, how you can start doing it right at home, and that kind of leads me into like coaching. So when you started – with your journey and you were noticing progress and, and, and some uh, pr you know, productive habits you were creating in your own life and the positive outcomes that were eliciting from that, what made you think, hey, I think I want to start coaching people and specifically I want to help other dads? Yeah, so it's actually kind of funny because so when I first got out of the army, I was kind of like always out of shape in middle school and high school. And then even when I was in the army, I wasn't like in the greatest shape compared to everybody else who was like in pretty decent shape. And when I got yeah. out... I was still eating and drinking the same way, but I wasn't exercising anymore, right? We didn't do like, I wasn't doing five mile runs every morning by myself. Mm -hmm. And so I gained like 20, 30, 40 pounds. My wife and I, when we were dating, went to like the DR and I saw a picture of myself and I was like, what the hell? So I was like, something needs to change. So I started like working out and getting into fitness. And like I had a friend who was a personal trainer who showed me some things. And so that started like my fitness journey. And then I started going to the gym and I was doing all that. Mm -hmm. Now, fast forward, I was already like pretty active. I was going into the gym often, but then, you know, I still wasn't in like ideal shape and that's when our first baby was born. Okay. And once the first baby was born, like going to the gym was out the window, right? Because like my wife yeah. who just had a baby wasn't going to be like, hey, you should totally just go spend an hour or two at the gym every day, like while I take yeah. care of the baby, right? <laughs> and so that was out the window. And um, so I started like doing push-ups and squats at home just in the living room, like while my wife nursed mm -hmm. the baby which was like five or 10 minutes because it was enough to give me something to feel like, man, I'm at least getting a little bit done even though I can't like work out for a full hour. Mm -hmm. And and it wasn't even until the birth of our second daughter. So when, when the second one came is when like dad bod wad was, was kind of born. And the way that happened was I was walking the first one in the stroller for her naps because she just wouldn't nap in her freaking crib for whatever reason. So I would have to take her for like these long stroller naps. And these can take like two hours. And one day I was like, man, this is like so boring. So I was like, let me just knock out 10 burpees just to give myself a little boost. So I did 10 burpees while she napped in her stroller and then peeked in the stroller and she was still asleep. And I was like, cool, I'll knock out 10 more. And then 
peeked under the stroller. She was still sleeping. So then I, I ended up doing 100 burpees, <laughs> and I was, like, drenched in sweat. And then sure. I just kept walking, and she was still sleeping. I was like, wow, that was pretty cool. Tomorrow when I go for a walk, I'm going to make sure, like, I'm wearing, like, workout clothes workout and I'm clothes, do this yeah. again. Yeah. And so every day I would take her for a walk. She would fall asleep, and I would knock out a quick 15-minute workout, like a push-up, squats, or mm-hmm. burpees, or, you know, swing by the pull-up bar at, at a park or something. Yeah. And... And that was the only fitness I was getting in. I wasn't going to the gym or anything. And I started filming them because I was like, man, somebody needs to see this. Like other guys need to see that like you can get it done while like your kid is literally napping in a stroller. So I started posting those workouts on Instagram. I don't even know how I came up with the name Dad Bod Wad. Maybe my wife even like came up with it. Maybe (laughs) she's like, oh, you should call it Dad Bod Wad or something like that. I don't remember how I got it. Um, But I was like, this is a good idea. But it was without the intention of like coaching people mm-hmm. or or selling shirts or anything like that. I was already at the time like personal training on the side. I was leading like small boot camp classes yeah. um, in person. But I didn't have like an idea to like, oh, I'm going to start this account and start online coaching. It was just like somebody needs to see this. Mm-hmm. And so fast forward, then the pandemic happened. And I was a middle school vice principal at the time of the pandemic. The yeah. pandemic happened and, and we sort of like left New York City for a little while because it was pretty hectic here. We went upstate and um, and I was posting more. I just had more more time to like post on Instagram and because we were working virtually. And then people started reaching out and asking like, hey, do you coach? Do you coach? And at first I was like, no, nah, not really. No, nah, not really. And then enough people were asking where I was like, you know what? I do. I do coach. And then that's just sort of like how it started. So working with dads, what is the most kind of common excuse you get? I'm guessing it's going to be hey, I just had a newborn as well, or I'm dealing with a lot of job, I work, you know, 8 to 9 or 6 p.m., things like that. What is your kind of first response, I guess, and first uh, pushback and defense to those kind of arguments? I guess, like, the the main thing is, one, like, everybody, you have to acknowledge, like, yeah, I, I understand, like, you're, you're busy, like, you know, we're busy, yeah. but... I guess there's like a, a bunch of different avenues that I would that I would take, but the main one is like you have to be able to be selfish in order mm-hmm. to be selfless, right? Like you have to be able to prioritize yourself to actually show up as a better husband, as a better father, mm-hmm. even though it's counterintuitive, right? Like to say like, oh, but I need I need to you need to take time away from yourself and your family, right? Yeah. You actually need to take time away from your family so that you can actually show up better. And the analogy that I give often is like, it's the same thing with, with oxygen masks in airlines, right? And on an airplane, the directions always say like, parents put on your oxygen mask first before you help your little children. Why? Because a plane full of passed out adults and helpless children does nobody any good, right? So you have to put on your oxygen mask first and then you can take care of your, your little kids. And it's the same thing. Like you have to just be able to like prioritize your nutrition or your fitness if you want to show up as a strong and healthy dad. I love that because counter. I've seen you post that before and I think it's such an overlooked it's kinda of, it sounds simple, it's quick, you read it once, maybe skip on the next story. When you really think about it, that is such a valuable point and it's something that I've even taken account to myself is prioritization basically of your life. And sometimes you you think your kids and your family should be the top priority and in a sense they are but you have to know how to actually end up prioritizing them in the long run might be putting yourself first, like you said. So I know I'm a better husband, a better person, a happier person, more productive at work and what I do when I have my exercise on point. 
when I'm having a good run, when I'm healthy bodily, I'm feeling strong, I have a good workout, and that's why I start my day with a workout at first thing in the morning, is I'm better at everything else in my day later on. I'm more, you know, excited to actually eat healthier foods because I'm fueling my body and recovering from the hard workout I did. I'm more productive at work just because I'm more excited and energetic from the hormones and the serotonin and everything I just released. I'm a better husband too, just because again, I'm I'm fulfilling my own happiness and success, which again is going to lead to me just being more uh, willing to assist any way I can with her own, uh, you know, endeavors and goals as well. So, like you said, I think the the point of serve yourself to serve others. It sounds selfish, but I think in the end, it's selfless. You know. Yeah, man, it, it really is. I mean, you know, and it's a difficult concept for, for dads, especially because it's like you want to prioritize your work, you want to prioritize your kids, you want to prioritize your wife, but then you'll have nothing left to give, right? And like, that's why it's it's really important to, to just like fuel yourself first, even if that's just 10 minutes, 15 minutes a day. Yeah. And so you mentioned you were a vice principal for a while, and I think you just recently left that job, right? Yeah. So what was that experience like? when you realized, hey, I can actually switch to do this full-time, and, and what was that uh, conversation like with your wife? Because I'm sure she was like, hey, that's some security and some benefits that you're giving up. Dude, it was an uphill battle. So like, I wanna say like, as early as like June of 2020, I was like, all right, when I started coaching people, I'm like, all right, there's something here. Like, I should probably quit my job. But I was like, no way, no way, no way. And so I was already thinking about it. like. I don't know if I should even go back the next school year, you know, the yeah. 21, the 2020, 2021 yeah. school year. And she's like, no, you have to go. Like, you know, it's our insurance, our, you know, income, all mm -hmm. that stuff. And I was like, yeah, I really feel like if I just went all in on this though, like I would be able to grow it and actually help more people and, and you know, do even better financially. Mm -hmm. And there was still like a lot of pushback. My wife was like, no, no, no. So I was like, okay. So I just like quietly kept working on it, kept building it up, kept building it up. Um, until it came to a point where I was able to like help, you know, and still am like helping enough people where it started to like tip the scales, you know, like financially where I was like, okay, yeah. well, like here's where I was like as a vice principal and here's where I was, I like, guess, coaching. But as like the time went on, like I was like, look, it's starting to like level out. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm about to make as much money coaching as I am as a vice principal. Yeah. And I don't enjoy being a vice principal. I don't like spending eight <laughs> hours a day babysitting other kids mm -hmm. when I could be home, like with our own kids, you know, like yeah. be more pre like I could walk them to school. I could pick them up from school and not have to leave the house at like 630 in the morning and get mm -hmm. home around dinner time. And I could actually impact more people and still like support our family. Right. And, and so like midway through last school year, it was after Christmas during the like February break. And I was just like, you know what? I think I'm done. I think I'm not going back. I think I think I'm ready. And it took a lot of convincing for my wife to be like, okay. Sure. Like, and for her, she was like, well, how long are you going to give it before you go back? And I'm like, okay. I, I understand like the mindset here. Like you're really mm -hmm. scared. But for me, I was like, I'm ready. I'm done. I'm going all in. And but I was like, yeah. If it's like a month from now and it's still not doing well, I'll go back. But I knew I was. I knew I was able to to grow this thing. So I experienced almost the same thing uh, around college time. I basically, because I, I don't know if you know this, but basically my main profession is a freelance video editor, primarily for real estate agents and things like that. So that's my main gig. And even when I owned the gym back in uh, Richmond, uh, a lot of people didn't realize that my main income source was video editing. You know, it's like it's me in the office, like editing. It's not me just like dicking around on the computer, you know. 
And uh, so I started doing that freshman year in college, uh, and that got really uh, financially lucrative, especially kind of similar to you around the pandemic when everything has to be virtual and online. Real estate agents had to really dominate the space as far as digital marketing, Facebook content, YouTube content, and so forth. So uh, it got to the point, just like you said, where I tipped the scale and I was making way more video editing than I was personal training or anything else I was doing. But at the same time, like you said, there's security in a job. There's security and comforts when you work at a, at a certain corporation or company or business. There's insurance benefits and all of that. And even today, uh, you know, when I've been doing it full time for now, like three years, there's still the whole thing of, man, I got to pay for dental health, you know, regular uh, Medicare and uh, eye vision, all the, all these different insurances, right, that would normally be covered that uh, it's it's a little annoying, a little frustrating. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And and then it's almost like by design, right? Like, to yeah. have, you know, the, these things are, are there to like keep you, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, whether it's like student loans or, yep. um, you know, like insurance and stuff like that. It's like you're stuck at a job. Um, and, and it makes it difficult to sort of like venture out on your own, like as an entrepreneur, because well, it, like people are so dependent on those insurances. hundred percent. It's the stuff. dependence and it's the unknown because a lot of people like we're examples of, Hey, we didn't know what we were doing fully leaving these jobs, but we knew we had the cushion room financially to do it. We know we had the drive to say, Hey, even if things get tough, I'm not just going to quit and resort back to my job. I'm going to let my back hit the wall and I'm going to push back and make it work. And a lot of people just kind of have this fear. It's like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, this is comfortable. This works. I'm dependent on this. I don't want to figure it out, you know? And sometimes it's it's taking those risks, being willing to uh, take those sacrifices and just handle that stress that in the long run, you're going to have the financial and, and time freedom and flexibility, basically, that you can never obtain if you're stuck in that kind of guaranteed locked nine to five hours where you're not in control of your own job and, and your own life to some extent, you know? Yeah. And it's also like, you know, the younger you are is the, the, the better time to like take those yeah. risks, right? Because once you're like yeah. 50 and you have like kids and a mortgage and all that stuff, it's like, well, maybe it's not the best time to sort of like be taking those huge leaps, right? But before you have kids, when you're in your 20s, when you're in your 30s, like, you know, because something falls apart, like you have enough time to sort of like rebound, right? Yeah. But, you know, don't even worry about falling apart. Just like trust yourself. Trust yourself to like that you're going to succeed. Stop focusing on all the things that are not going to go well and all the things that can go wrong and start focusing on the things that well, can and right. will go right. Like mm-hmm. if other people have been able to be successful in this one thing that you want to achieve, well, then why not you? You too can also be successful. Like, you know, it's just like the four minute mile. Before the four minute mile was broken, nobody thought you could break it. And then finally, some dude broke the four minute mile and now multiple people have broken the four minute mile. It just took that one person to be like, yeah, you can do it. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, once something is achieved, if other people can achieve it, so can you and like, why not you, right? Yeah, so with you training out of kind of your car basically what is your setup basically and what is your pretty much your workout program i assume you work out every day but what exactly does that look like and kind of what equipment do you use on a day-to-day basis yeah so i i keep it i keep it really lean so i just use like a pair a couple of pairs of dumbbells um i have a kettlebell and 
And again, all this started because my when my wife was nursing, I was just doing push-ups and squats, and I was like, man, I need something else. So I bought like a pair of 35s so I could do like thrusters in my living room, yeah. and then a kettlebell so I could do like kettlebell swings and goblet squats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that so I was just using dumbbells and kettlebells for a really long time, and then um, you know started working with Go Rock and then started incorporating sandbags and stuff like that. But I I, I, like, I like to keep it really lean, like everything fits in my trunk or in my closet. And I do typically work out, and here's why I work out most most days, because I find like if I plan a rest day, like life is already gonna plan a rest day for me, right? Like my kids are gonna yeah. need something, my wife is gonna need something in the house, my you know, family's gonna need something. And so there's gonna be a day where like I might not be able to work out. And if I took a off day today, thinking tomorrow I'll work out, but then tomorrow my family needs all this stuff and I can't get my workout in. Well, now that's two days in a row, right? Mm-hmm. That I, And I didn't want that. So I, I typically plan to work out every day or just make a part of like my routine, mm-hmm. but I'm not beating myself up the way like one, you know, like the way you're, if you're doing like one rep maxes mm-hmm. or like, you know, heavy sets of five reps or heavy sets of threes, right? Like that, yeah, you, need, you should probably take a rest day. You should probably alternate muscle groups. You should probably, you know, let your muscles recover. But what I'm doing is like, you know, just body weight stuff, like push-ups, air squats, jump squats, runs. Like you're, you're not beating your body up enough where you absolutely need to take like a rest day. So that's yeah. why like I, I'm, I pretty much plan most days is like a workout day. Yeah. So if, if I'm being cheap, I'm just getting into lifting, what would you say are the most kind of recommended things you'd uh, recommend someone pick up and kind of start working out? Obviously, they can start with body weight, but you know, like what, what would you recommend? I would say, like, just a pair of dumbbells, something light, right? Like, most guys think they could probably lift 50s and 40s. I would say just start with, like, 15s or 20s, right? Because, like, you'd be surprised when you go to do, like, a shoulder press. You're like, yeah, I could totally shoulder press 50 pounds. And you go to pick up, you can't even, like, get it up Mm -hmm. on your shoulder, right? So, like, start with something light, like a pair of 15s or a pair of 20s. And that's going to be, like, versatile enough for most movements. And if, if you find that it's too light, well then just do more reps, right? Like if you're doing deadlifts with like 15 pound dumbbells, that might be like way too light. Then don't just do 10, do 30, right? Do, do 40. Um, yeah. And same thing with shoulder presses. Like if 15s feel like way too light, well then keep going until you hit muscle failure. And then the, the last thing I would su- suggest, like if you have the money to maybe buy like a set of adjustable dumbbells, right? So it's like one rack, but you could adjust it to like 10 pounds, 15 pounds, mm-hmm. 20 pounds or 30 pounds. Something like that could, could be uh, good. Too. Yeah, especially for like the uh, space saving too, capabilities of it. But yeah, I like, you know, and there's a lot of examples people can find on your page of this, but a lot of times people, and I experienced this a little bit during the pandemic too, is they overlook how lightweight is, but there's so many ways you can make lightweight heavy, you know, as far as time under tension, how you perform the rep, uh, you know, doing EMOMs and different things like that, different circuits to where you know, the first few rounds might be easy because it is light, but because you're limiting that rest time or going to failure or doing these different things, it gets hard a lot quicker than you'd expect it to be, you know? Yeah, for real. Yeah, I mean, again, like even body weight, like just like, you know, how many push-ups do you think you can do, right? Well, mm-hmm. keep going, right? Like if you think, oh, I, I can't get a jacked chest with just push-ups alone. Yeah, not, maybe not doing 10 sets of 10, but, you know, but if you're just going, until you hit muscle failure and you did that every morning, like hey, you probably develop a pretty nice chest. So what's the next steps or plans for you personally and also for the dad kind of coaching group that you run with Forge and Elite Fathers? Yeah, so really the, the thing for us is like, you know, 
we're, we're, we're coming from a good place where, you know, like busy dads just aren't prioritizing their health and fitness. And as such, like they're, you know, developing like a poor quality of life in the long run, right? And and so like at that Bhagavad, like we believe that like, you know, all busy dads can get into amazing shape in like as little as 15 minutes a day following a proven step-by-step like fitness and nutrition system that doesn't require like hours of meal prep or hours of working out, right? So just like short 15 minute body, body, you know, body weight workouts or dumbbell workouts that incorporate like full body movements. Um, and then like sensible nutrition protocols that you could actually like stick to for years to come. So like nothing like too extreme, like fasting yeah. or keto and mm-hmm. you know, those diets work. So this isn't a knock on those diets, but it's not necessarily the most sustainable when your family is like eating pizza and you're going to sit there eating grilled chicken and broccoli, yeah. right? I think that's the so, biggest mistake people make is yeah. Getting too in the weeds with nutrition and like what exactly they should do. And a lot of times, like you mentioned keto or, you know, even, I guess this is more of an ethical decision, but even like a vegan or vegetarian diet, it's like, are you going to do this? Can you do this for the rest of your life? And if you can't, then you probably shouldn't start it because like you said, like you want something that's going to be sustainable over longevity and something that you can do around your family. You know, if you're the odd one that has to have X, Y, Z, then it's just going to be difficult to really engage with your family, engage with uh, society in, in some extent, you know? Yeah, exactly. And like, you're, what are you not going to eat the birthday cake at your kid's birthday party? Yeah. You're not going to eat the pizza yeah. at your kid's birthday party? You're going to show up with like a Tupperware of chicken and broccoli? Like, it's just yeah. not realistic, right? So yeah. that's why like we try to teach guys like how to actually eat like a, you know, just like a balance of proteins, fats, and carbs, like whatever those foods are for them, right? We don't prescri- overly prescribe like meal plans, we give them guidelines to stick to that they can like just plug in whatever foods they actually want to eat. Um, and so like our, my big goal is like to be able to like help like 500 guys like transform their lives. Um, and so we're just like growing this right now. And like since leaving the the middle school position, I've been able to, to, to grow this, you know, coaching business, coaching program. And I have, I have like three assistant coaches now. I was about to say, I thought you were hiring some new coaches, yeah. Yeah, I have somebody hiring on, uh, somebody working on the back end on my operations. You know, I have a a virtual assistant. I have like a program specialist. So like we actually like a team of six now, which is pretty freaking crazy. It is awesome, You know, considering that it was just like, it was just me and my iPhone and my computer for a really long time. And now there's like, a team of six people, which is like yeah. pretty awesome. So just want to continue growing this and impacting more lives and, and, you know, helping dads like really, you know, like understand that like it doesn't require, you don't have to do the things that work for you when you were 20, mm-hmm. you know, and it, you know, like going to the gym for an hour or two or following like fitfluencers that aren't aligned with like where you are right now in your life. Right. Cause like you follow, you know, and again, I don't think there's any bad advice out there. Like Zumba clearly works. Right. But are you going to do Zumba in your living room? Probably not. Right. So like just because it works for somebody doesn't mean it works for you. So it's the same thing with like, you know, the, you know, like if you're young and you're single and you don't have a lot of like, you know, whatever, you can spend an hour or two in the gym. That's awesome, man. And I, I, I wish, but when you're 30, 40 and you have like a thousand different obligations and you have zero time whatsoever, maybe, you know, following those like fitfluencers isn't like the best thing for you mentally because you're like, oh man, I should totally be doing that. Yeah. And you need to find people who like understand you and your unique circumstances now. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Well, where can people find you, man? Dude, man, uh, on Instagram, obviously at dadbod underscore wad. And wad just means workout of the day. Um, and then, um, you know, dadbodwad.net 
if, if you want to find a little bit more information about the um, actual program. And then, of course, like on iTunes, too, just like where you're listening to this, mm-hmm. wherever you listen to this, I also have a podcast, the Dad Bod Wad podcast, which you can check out. And there are like over 100 episodes with just like tons and tons of tips and tricks. Awesome. Well, there you go, dude. I appreciate you coming on. Hell yeah, Brock, man. Thank you so much for inviting me. And like, seriously, I'm, I'm honored and and flattered to, to have been yeah absolutely it's good to connect after like years of knowing each other and dm <laughs> back and forth and things like that i know it's so funny you know people want to talk crap about the internet it's ruining i think the internet is amazing dude i love it. i think i think it's a net gain it's just a slim gain <laughs> yeah. you know? it's true there's enough wackos on there but it's yeah. it's it's amazing what like like connections like this and communities yeah. and it's just really cool yeah all right well we'll catch you guys later all right thanks man